Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris, and ladies and gentlemen, we are gathered here tonight to play some trivia, have some drinks, eat some food, and really just have a good time. Let's start with the woman directly to my left, my lovely wife, Leah. Leah, babe, how you doing? What are you drinking? Hey, babe, I am doing wonderful. Glad to be back. Um, I was not prepared to record tonight, so I am just drinking um, a little bit of water um, and then hoping hoping for the best tonight. Oh, it's going to go well, because Leah, we've got you paired up with the pride of, I'm going to call it Muscadine. It's not Muscadine. Muscatine, Iowa. Brian Nash, my friend, how are you doing and what are you drinking? I'm doing great. I had to scramble. It's like, oh, I got to grab something to drink. So I had to hit the fridge. I have tonight, I have Dragon's Milk White. Ooh, that's a Urban good Barrel choice. aged white stout. That is a good beer. It's a very good beer. It is a very good beer. Nicely done. Nicely done. We're going to head out. Uh, actually, going to head back to the East Coast here. Fayetteville, North Carolina. Tim Dipple, my friend, how are you doing and what are you drinking? I am doing well. After a long, long tournament, I am excited to be playing trivia myself rather than hosting. Um, And I unfortunately don't have any beer in my house at the moment. But what I do have tonight is a metaphor. I am drinking Crush because we are going to crush you. (laughs) Oh, The smack talk has started. Begins. We're going to head out to Rocket City, USA. Mike Mott, my friend, in Huntsville, Alabama. Same two to you. Dude, I'm doing great. Like Tim, really happy to be back playing. It feels like it's been a long time. I'm hoping that I there's not too much rust on the gears here. Um, I'm glad Tim got in a nice little can opening sound because tonight I have a bottle, so we'll see if this comes through. Maybe, kind of. Ish. Oh, came through. oh yeah, you're good. Okay. This is um this is a prairie artisan ales bomb. Uh it is an imperial stout aged on coffee, cocoa nibs, vanilla beans, and chili peppers. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I it is a cold, cold night here, so it felt like it was a very fitting, and that is a damn good beer, and I'm going to enjoy it. I yeah. Um we were promised cold weather and then it was in the eighties again today. So, you know, that's Florida for you, Florida. <laughs> I don't even want to hear it, man. If I, not, this is not to be braggadocious at all. But if I knew it was going to be in the 80s, I would have turned the pool heater on. And we would have been in the pool. <laughs> Naturally. No. Oh, sorry, Tim. But so, uh, so I'm going to be you drinking to cool yourself down. Uh, I'm going to be honest with everybody. Uh, I went a little too hard last night. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> uh, my last night consisted of Old Forester Private Barrel, Midwinter's Night's Dram, which is one of the best bottles. You can find it. It's a great bottle of bourbon. I think it's just a whiskey. I don't think it's a bourbon. But uh, I went from there to Blade and Bow to Lafrague. I, went I was going to say, I knew scotch. it. I knew eventually you finally tapped into that Lafrague I gave you for a housewarming gift for the previous house. Then I went to Blanton's and I finished it off with Old Foresters. I had nine drinks last night <laughs> and Leah was less than enthused. It was not a good experience for Leah. <laughs> no. 
Um, so, but I did want to, I wanted to go with something local. I wanted to go with a place that I found recently that I really do enjoy. So instead of talking about a bourbon or a whiskey or a beer, I'm going to talk to you about a gourmet popcorn stand here in Dunedin. It is called Harley's Gourmet Popcorn. This right here is a called their, they call this their Dunedin mix. This, and this sounds disgusting. 100% this sounds disgusting. It is orange and blueberry flavored popcorn and it works. It works so hard. Okay. I am obsessed with this popcorn. <laughs> mm. well, well, Chris, I not to interrupt, but I neglected to mention that uh, this particular bottle of beer, 13% alcohol by volume. So Ooh. it will be as if I've had maybe not nine drinks, but by the end of this episode, we'll see. And I have to work tomorrow. What am I thinking? Oh, well. Uh, you live and you learn. Well, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we are playing a pop culture, almost like an eliminator round. It's going to be Brian and Leah taking on Mike and Tim. And I have got pop culture questions from the last six decades. Uh, not the last six. We don't have anything from 2010 earlier, but the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and aughts. And to win the game, there's no wagering or anything like that this week. You have to be the first to get three questions correct in each decade. So this is going to be a gauntlet of gauntlets. Brian yeah. and Leah, you all won the uh, the coin toss before the game. Do you want to go first or second? What do you think, um, Brian? I, I think we should go first if we won the coin toss. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go first. All right. All right. What decade do you want to start with? What do you think, Leah? Well, I'm only going to be good with 80s and 90s. So um, so let's maybe start with one of the decades you're really good at. All right. Well, let's go ahead. Let's, let's start the challenge off right then. Let's start in the 50s. Starting in the 1950s. I'm going to channel my mom here. <laughs> here is your 1950s question. In 1958, it's only make-believe became the first of nine top 40 hits for what singer? All right. I need to double check. Is there any kind of a stealing situation going on? Or there is no stealing. Okay. Just making sure. All right. So I do know the song. Um, from my karaoke days, there was a guy named Ernie who owned the, the bowling alley that I used to host. I, I long, long ago, I was a karaoke host. Uh, DJ and I sang a lot of karaoke back in the 90s <clears throat> and I distinctly remember old Ernie just belting out and it's only make believe and I'm trying to remember which singer that was because he had a he had a couple of favorite singers uh, I don't think this was Roger Miller. He wasn't, he was a little more laid back. He, he wasn't hitting those high notes and that the big long notes. Um, I don't think this was Hank Williams senior. But what about junior? Definitely not Bo Cephas. Uh, he wasn't around in the 50s. He was, he was, I think he's only a couple years older than me. Uh, he really hit his stride in the 80s. 
So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I didn't recognize the song. And then when you just started singing, I was like, that sounds like Frank Sinatra singing. So, but that was way, way earlier. Right. So that's, it's not going to be like a crooner. Um, Sinatra was definitely big in the fifties, but this was not a Sinatra. I mean, Sinatra may have done this song at some point. He, Sinatra didn't care about whether somebody else laid claim to a song. He would do it just because he was Sinatra. What are they going to do? But I it was not answer. a... Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure this is not correct, but of the two that I listed, I, I'm going to kick myself because I don't think it's Hank Sr., but I'm going to say Hank Sr. because it's a better chance that it may be him rather than Roger Miller. But I think I don't think either one of those is correct. So you okay with going with Hank Hank Williams Sr.? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Unfortunately, not a correct answer. Tim or Mike, either of you have an idea? Have an idea? I don't. Not a clue. <laughs> uh, this would be the one and only Conway Twitty. Oh. Who? Okay. Leah doesn't listen to country music. <laughs> no. Oh. Yeah. Ne- just ne- from Central neither Florida. does Mike. That's true. Neither does Mike. So at least Brian was in the right ballpark. He definitely yeah. was. All right, Mike and Tim, what decade? Look, look, look. You want to start kind of like 90s-ish, kind of a wheelhouse, get going and get sure. some... Uh, yeah, let's yeah. start with the 90s. That works. We're going to start with the 90s. In 1990, which underdog unexpectedly knocked out boxing champion Mike Tyson in the 10th round to win the undisputed world heavyweight title? I'm pretty sure that was when Evander Holyfield did it because the rematch was when Tyson bit his ear. Yeah. But I'm almost I'm... positive it was Evander Holyfield. Yeah, I'm good with that one. Is that good? Yeah. Evander Holyfield is incorrect. Ooh. Oh, it was um, it was the other guy. Was it um, Bo? Is uh, that the other guy? Buster Douglas. Buster, Buster Douglas. Douglas. Okay. Okay. No harm, no foul. Brian and Leah, over to you. Okay, I would have missed that too. I'm not. I'm not a boxing guy. I just remembered Holyfield around that time. Yeah, I I just remember the jokes about uh, them getting together to make a cereal, calling it Erios. <laughs> uh, Leah, do you want to try the '90s? Yeah, let's try '90s. Why let's not? try '90s. Let's let's get some some correct stuff under our belt. Going back to the '90s, here we go. Which band featured? infant spencer eldon on the cover of their album nevermind which was widely acknowledged for introducing alternative rock to the large mainstream audience okay never mind it's probably an album right that's what you just said in the question <laughs> it is most definitely an album um never mind never mind is that the one with the little that's the little baby right swimming in the yeah. pool chasing after a dollar bill Oh, okay. Do you know the answer? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I do. <laughs> Why don't you just say the answer? Because I'm just saying things somewhat related uh, to the this answer. This is this is absolutely uh, Nirvana. It is 100% Nirvana, and Leah and Brian are on the board. Mike yes. and Tim, over to you. That that's better than me. I just said Weird Al. Right. <laughs> Except he was chasing he was chasing a donut though. Different. <laughs> also, um, I don't think you say Weird Al introduced. Uh, Alt rock to the masses. Hey, if you've ever watched Weird, it's completely possible. No spoilers. 
<laughs> That's absolutely true. He introduced alt rock to me. Does that count? <laughs> I heard smells like Nirvana way before I heard smells has, like Teen Spirit. Has, has everybody on this podcast seen nope. that movie? Nope. Oh, okay. No. Not yet. Yeah. Say say no more. Um, I don't it's, know, Tim. It's do you on want the to... list? But I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you get no. You need to see it. It's great. Do you want to uh, stick with the '90s and try and get some under our belt, or you want to d- bounce around? Yeah. The only thing that I would feel stronger about than the '90s is the 2000s. I'm pretty much a, as you go further back, I get weaker. Yeah. Uh, let's let's try the 2000s. I 2000s I feel is very hit or miss for me. Yeah. We'll yeah. Let's do the 2000s. We're going to the 2000s. Here we go. In the 2009 film Avatar, on which planet is the Resources Development Administration mining for unobtainium? That's Pandora. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that Pandora? Is that the that's the planet, right? Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll go with Pandora. Pandora is a correct answer, and uh, we have everyone on the board now. Tim, Mike have gotten one in the year 2000. This is going back to Brian and Leah. Okay, you want to go older? Right, you want to try we... like 60s or something? Uh, sure, we can try 60s. Okay, 60s. Go into the 60s. Who plays the role of Mel- Melanie Daniels in Alfred Hitchcock's 1963 horror film, The Birds? <laughs> <laughs> Are you isn't sure that, that it's Alfred that Hitchcock? <laughs> <laughs> this is how great this has become. Like, I just sit, I just sit back grinning like an idiot and somebody else makes my joke for me. I love it. <laughs> so we're looking for who plays... <laughs> The girl. The, the girl, girl in the bird. Um, yes, Melanie Daniels. I don't know. Is she okay, blonde? Janet Lee was, was the blonde from Psycho. And the blonde from the birds, she really, really did not like Hitchcock by the time that was over. Um, Neither did Shelley Duvall after The Shining, but hey. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, Another great he, Hitchcock film. Could it be like a Betty, a Sharon, Susan, <sighs> Debbie, Laura? <laughs> I'm just naming my mom and all my um, step parents. <laughs> you know, you know when you get that thing where you, you get a name stuck in your head. No, it's like okay, that name's not right. I need to get that name out of my head, but the name's stuck there. And yep. all that's stuck in my head is Anne Hesh. Or <laughs> Anne Hesh. And I'm like, no, of course it's not Anne Hesh. That's, no, that's, she was in Psycho. Yeah, that's right. the remake of Psycho. I knew yeah. that one. Also, rest in peace, Anne Hesh. And, and yeah. yes, rest in peace, Anne Hesh. But now I'm going, Anne Bancroft? No, 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 no. It's not Anne. No, no, no. She was married to <laughs> Mel Brooks. No. Um... Barbara. <laughs> it was not Barbara Eden. I love Leah. She's just yelling out names. Oh yeah, no that that's well, not a bad gonna strategy. Trigger him no, to it's not at all. Going, I think it's great. I, you said Debbie. I'm going Debbie Boone. No, no, it's not. I was thinking Deborah Carr. I think. I think that's an old. Uh, one. Deborah Carr's. I think a little later than. I think oh, that no. was from Here to Return. Yeah, I think she was in that one. Okay. Um. Um. I know it's not right, but all I got is all I've got is is Janet Lee. I don't have a better answer than that, unfortunately, Leah. I'm sorry. 
I, I'm going to have to turn in my movie watching card because I can't yeah. remember who the hell it is. These are was. very old movies, okay? It is. A lot of pop culture has happened since the very this iconic is, movie, This is one of the few Hitchcocks that I've seen. Yeah. But I saw it 30 years ago. You didn't answer. All, all I got is Janet Lee. All right. Janet Lee, unfortunately, is not a correct answer. Mike, who are we looking for? Tippy Hedren. Tippy. Tippy. Yes. Have, I wouldn't have come up with that one. All right, <laughs> Mike, trigger. Tim, over to you. Uh, I picked the 2000s. You go this time. Uh, let's go. Let's just let's see. We've done 90s, 2000s. Let's work our way back. Let's go 80s. The first 80s question of the night. Here we go. Which song by the Swiss band Yellow was featured in the 1986 teen comedy Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. I believe it's just called Oh Yeah. I, th- I think so. Bow, bow, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's not Oh Yeah. I so, have no idea what it's called. So, so, so just to be clear, it's that song and not the... Wow, all of a sudden, like I'm blanking even on what the title of the song is, but the the parade song. Um, it's not, yeah, it's, it's not Dunk a Shane or Twist and Shout. Okay, just just um, making sure that we cover the yeah, and it's and it's not that there. it's not that awesome like um, orchestral version of Please Please Let Me Get What I Want. Uh, okay, then yeah, I, I would say go with Oh Yeah. I think I, I as far as I know, it's just called Oh Yeah. All right, yeah, we can go with that. Oh yeah, is a correct answer. Wow! Pick up one in the eighties. Nice. Do, 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 bow, bow. <laughs> Brian and Leah, over to you. Damn okay. it! I was all over that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's let's get them back and hit an, get, hit them hit them another eighties song. Okay. Yep, eighties. Back to the eighties. Here we go. Which line of dolls, complete with their own birth certificates, became a toy fad during the nineteen eighties? Cabbage Patch. Is that right? Brian, what would you it say? Is absolutely Cabbage Patch Kids. <laughs> yeah, I would say Cabbage Patch because you can get the birth certificate made at the the little store in Georgia. Cabbage Patch Dolls is a correct answer. Nicely done. All right, both teams have won in the 80s. Brian and Leah have won in the 90s. Mike and Tim have won in the 2000s. The 50s, 60s, 70s are a little bit lonely. Mike, <laughs> Tim, over to you. We haven't visited uh, the 70s yet. There, there's probably a good reason for that, but we can try it. <laughs> I'll give it a shot. Got to get them sometime. We're going to the 70s. Which actor played the title role in the detective series, Canon? Have you ever heard of this series? I haven't. Um, uh, me You want to just give a random 70s I... TV actress? Let's see. Okay, hold on. Now, Telly Savalas was Kojak. Never mind. Oh, that might have been a giveaway to later. I hope not. Uh, Canon. Chris, I have a weird question, but is that one N or two Ns? Two Ns. Okay, so more like something that fires balls and not something that is, like, considered. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Like, not something related to sainthood or whatnot. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, You said a detective? Which actor played the title role in the detective series, Canon? 
Okay, oh, see. actor. So that that changes things. I thought he said actress. No, this is okay. the seventies. Okay. Mm. Right, so let's think, you know, around mid 70s television actor. So we're talking like Yeesh. Burt Reynolds era. Yeah, Reynolds would have probably been too big for television. That was back when it wasn't a whole, there weren't a whole lot of big time actors doing television. But he could have become a big actor later, but Reynolds was already big at that time. But if it's somebody. See, now that it's. Actor and not actress, because I swear I heard actress at first. I feel like I've heard this question, but I couldn't. I I couldn't tell you an answer here. Uh, yeah, no, that's Sh- that's shout out a random seventies actor, and I'm good with it. If I could come up with a random, like this is this is what happens is, is your mind just goes blank if you don't like completely know something sometimes. And I'm trying yeah. to think. Yeah. Uh, um, like trying to come up with fifties actresses. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, for sure. Or 70s punk bands. That was me earlier today. Um, uh, never heard of it. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, actors in the 70s. Uh, let's see. Like Leslie Nielsen pops into my head. I have no idea why. Um, he was a detective. Maybe he was like a, dete- a serious detective before he was a funny detective. Okay. Um, this... This is a completely unrelated question. I'm trying to get some time frame. When was yep. Dukes of Hazard? Dukes of Hazard would have been late 70s, I think, somewhere around that time okay. frame. So probably not too far off. Okay. Because the only reason I was wondering. So I have. Mm, what about. I have good like, answer. I like where your head's no, at, though. No, it's. So, so my first thought was like maybe it was a John Schneider role, but I think he would have been too young to play a detective in that. Yeah. Um, and then my second thought was the guy who played the dad on Boy Meets World, but I think he would also have been too young then. <laughs> Could have been Mr. Feeney. I don't think so, but I feel <laughs> I like I've heard that. this, so that leads me to one of those two. Okay. And of the two, I would say... Uh, Russ Daniels. Which I was, I was trying to pull up his name. World. I was trying to pull um, up his name. That's the, I'm fine with that. I don't okay. have a good. I don't Let's have go an with Russ Daniels. William. Uh, well, William Daniels was Mr. Yeah. Feeney. So. Russ, Dan- Russ Daniels. Okay. I believe they were both Daniels. Okay, cool. Sure, why not? Unfortunately, the answer is not Daniels in any way, shape, or form. This gentleman uh, actually fought in World War II. He actually He's credited as flying his plane underneath the Golden Gate Bridge twice during World War II. Don't know why, but hey, he's credited for it. It's a gentleman by the name of William Conrad. Emmy winner William Conrad. Okay. Brian, Leah, over to you. In the 70s and 80s, he had a commercial where he had an ev- uh, a battery sitting on his shoulder going, I dare you to knock it off my shoulder. <laughs> he looked Don't like a, a tough guy. This is the picture yes. on IMDb. He looks like a tough guy. Yep. And it just hit me that the dad in Boy Meets World was William Russ, not Rusty Daniels. <laughs> they call, they right. called him Rusty because of his last name. I gotcha. I, right. It's okay. I had nothing. I would never have pulled it. So, Leah, why don't we try the 2000s? All right, 2000s. In the year 2000. In the year 2000. Here we go. Which educational animated series aired on Nickelodeon and featured a backpack-wearing girl and her monkey friend named Boots? Mm, that would be Dora the Explorer, I believe. You want to check with your partner? Yeah, Brian. That was me. That oh, was oh, me yeah. with the question mark it at the end. Like... Definitely. 
So we're going to say Dora the I, Explorer. I, I can just sit back because I'm the map, I'm the map, I'm the map. <laughs> backpack, backpack. <laughs> so these questions, some of them are wicked. Some of them are, are a little bit tougher. Dora the Explorer is correct. You've got one in the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s. Tim, Mike, over to you. I feel like we have a lot better luck with the the newer decades. And if if some of these questions are Dora the Explorer, maybe we stock up on the good ones. Build build a little bit of a cushion and then dive into the older decades. Yeah. I I like where your head's at. Let's go with the 2000s. Okay. Going back to the 2000s. We got the easy one. Now you're going to get the hard one. (laughs) That's what I was a little worried about. But that's all right. We'll, We'll be good. Here's your question. Which three-letter song title by recording artist Rihanna, Rihanna, wow, how'd I mess that up, was a number one hit in 2006? Oh. That's got to be SOS. I don't know Rihanna at all. Yeah. I don't. But that's that sounds right. I mean, yeah. when I thought of when I thought of three letters and one of them's not a letter for Rihanna, I thought of S and M. But um, yeah, I was gonna say, but but it was specifically but it's not, three letters. It's three letters, right, yeah. Oh, S. Oh, I know the song you're talking about now. Yeah, it's got to be it. Yep. I'm sorry. It took me yeah. a second to get there, but yeah. So, sorry, my SOS. brain goes a different direction with Rihanna. Mm, anyway, answer. SOS. SOS is a correct answer. Nicely done. And you've got two in the year 2000. Leah, Brian, over to you. Um, let's see. We've tried. We haven't tried anything in the 60s or 70s yet. We could try one of those. Okay, let's do uh, 70s. 1970s. Here is your question: Which arcade video game created by Tomohiro Nishikado was released in 1978 and manufactured and sold by Taito in Japan? 78. So there's like. I'm thinking like the stand-up arcade games back then. So I'm thinking um, like the Pac-Man, I, the Galactica. I have spent more time in the arcade than most human beings. So early Taito. So because my immediate first reaction was to say um, Pac-Man, but but '78 earlier than Pac-Man. Taito, let's see, Tempest was Atari, so I'm kind of leaning towards Space Invaders. I was just going to say Space Invaders is the only other one I could think of that was probably before um, then. It was, it's got to be, I'm thinking just for for accessibility, it's going to have to be either Space Invaders or Missile Command. Missile Command has appeared in pop culture a few times, but I think I like Space Invaders a little bit more. I think that was Taito. Okay. Space Invaders is correct. Oh, good job. Nicely done. Mike and nice. Tim, over to you. Well, my association with Missile Command is that it's the game that John Connor is playing in T2, so let's go with the 90s. Sure, why not? All right, 1990s, here is your question. Which Major League Baseball team won the World Series in 1994? Nobody. Trick question. Yeah, nobody <laughs> did because it was uh, uh, the strike ended the season. That's right. Otherwise, it probably would have been the Expos, crazy enough, the way their season was going. Baseball in, in Montreal, but it didn't. But it didn't. Nobody did. That is a correct answer. All right. Both teams but for the record, I could have told you the other years either. 
I know. <laughs> I, I'm, I literally pull up, pull it up, go to the next question, and we go. So, yep. Oh, yeah. Brian and Leah, back to you. I kind of want to try the 60s, see how it goes. Okay, your question in the 1960s. In 1963, the magnetic tape sound recording technology increased the number of tracks available per tape to how many tracks? But obviously, it must be eight tracks. Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I was like, I don't under- even understand a word in that question. So, but I've heard of an eight track tape. So, yep. Eight is correct. Nicely done. Good job. Tim well done. and Mike, over to you. Tim, what you think? I mean, we're doing pretty good on the recent stuff. The older stuff scares me. I, I, I agree. But. You know, if we want to try to eliminate some of that, or we got to do it at some point. We haven't gone in fifties or sixties yet. Yeah, uh, let's try a fifties. We're not going to know it. Sure, why not? We'll see. Here is your fifties question: In which nineteen fifty three film musical did Doris Day sing the hit song "Secret Love"? Man, Mike, you can't tag out for Nikki either. You got to get this one on your own. Oh no, I know. 53 musical. I know when she sang, I know this film in which she sang K Sera Sera. Um, Whatever. Were they not, were they the same film? I don't think so because I think that movie was a little later. Okay. 1953 musical. What's the name of the song? Secret Love. Secret Love. So I'm just trying to think of musicals around that time. And I don't know. I don't know. You said film musical, right, Chris? Correct. I mean, it would have. Yeah, it would have to be with Doris Day. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if there was like a Rodgers and Hammerstein. Like Rodgers and Hammerstein, Cinderella would have probably been around that time. Um, I think Oklahoma was a little earlier. Three. So, Secret Love to me, kind of, maybe to jog your memory, kind yeah. of brings to mind like Romeo and Juliet type vibes. Yeah, that's... Um, but I think that was probably... That that was too early for the original West Side Story. Yes, um, West Side Story was in the 60s. Okay. At least film version. Um, but no, that, that's... I, I kind of thought of that too, um, like in terms of secret love, because it also led me to maybe like Kiss Me Kate, which was the musical version of Taming of the Shrew, but... Just because it's Shakespeare, but there, I don't see any reason why there would be a song called "Secret Love" in there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I I'm good in an answer. I'm not yeah. pulling anything. Uh, Do you want to go I'll, with "Kiss Me, Kate"? Was that? I, I think that was later too. Uh, even though I'm pretty sure it was earlier, Oklahoma is almost more time appropriate than okay. than that. So even let's, though I don't, let's think go with Oklahoma. Is in there, and I don't think Doris Day was in it. That's close as I can get. Unfortunately, it's not Oklahoma. Um, this particular song won her the best song at the Oscars. Uh, this was Calamity Jane. Oh, okay. Wouldn't have gotten there. Brian, did you know that one? I did not, actually. Okay. Brian, Leah, over to you. All right. I picked the last one. Leah, where you want to go? All right. Let's go 90s. All right. Which brand of water gun went on sale in 1990 and used manually pressurized air to shoot water further distances than standard water guns? 
Well, if only you guys could see Mike's face. I can. Sure. <laughs> wipe, wipe that grin off your face, Brian Nash. <laughs> Leah, do you know what this one is? Nope. I can think of Nerf gun, and that's about it. And that is not used with water. So, How about a super soaker? Super soaker. That, you know, I remember seeing those commercials. For, yeah, like at Toys R Us and stuff. So that makes sense. Super Soaker is correct. Nicely done. Good job. Tim and Mike, well over done. to you. Oh, Mike, we got to get back on the board here. All right. Let, let's close out the 2000s. All right. I'm, I'm down for that. Well, you, you can try. You may be Uh-oh. successful. We'll see. Which Disney sequel was released in 2006, 64 years after the first film was released, giving it the record for the largest gap between movie sequels. Wow. Okay. 64. You, you said 2006? And the original was 64 years prior to that. Okay, so that's 1942. Yep. And conveniently, there was, that would have been around the time of Bambi, and I know there was a Bambi sequel. I just don't know what the sequel was called. I don't think there was a Pinocchio sequel. I think that was a little earlier. I don't think there was a Dumbo sequel. Fantasia and 2000 would have been earlier. Fantasia 2000 was earlier, and Fantasia was 1950, I think, so it wouldn't have... Okay. Uh, Bambi? I I genuinely think it was Bambi, but I don't... Or at least that's the first thing that popped in my head, because the year would be about right. But And I know there was a sequel, but I couldn't tell you... I mean, it was like straight to... DVD, there, was, there wasn't a Snow White sequel, was there? I don't think so. And that would be 1937, so. Oh, okay. Uh, I think that was 39, wasn't it? Maybe it was 39. Everything came out in 39, so this, you're probably right. Um, Chris, to, just to be clear, do you need the, the original movie or the sequel? or? I'll take the original movie. We can go with Bambi. I don't think we have anything... But I'm trying to remember 2006. It's not, oh. like I said, it wasn't a theatrical release, but I'm pretty sure there was a sequel. And I know that there's been like, um, I know there's like a Thumper, cart, like a Disney Bunnies, that that kind of has made a resurgence because I see it in, I see it in my girls' right. books We sometimes. can go with it. I don't, I don't know. It was the first thing that popped into my head. Um, I mean, if you think the year sounds about right. The then, year's pretty close. Then yeah, we can go with Bambi. Okay. Bambi 2 Cruise Control is the correct answer. <laughs> Electric Bugaloo. I mean, yep. You could just do what? Bambi TO. But hey, <laughs> we're moving on. You guys have closed out the 2000s. 2, two Bambi 2 Furious? <laughs> <laughs> what do, What was the sequel? Do you have it written down? What was the it's, name? It's, called, it's just Bambi 2. It's literally just also, Bambi 2. Okay. Also wow. known as Bambi and the Great Prince of the Forest. Oh, okay. Actually, I think we're going to go with we're going to do we're going to flip tables a little bit here. It's going to be Bambi Two Hunting Season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that was Goodwill Hunting too. Oh yeah, Hunting Season. I don't know about them apples, Will. <laughs> hunting Season or, or applesauce, bitch. Applesauce, bitch. <laughs> Brian, Leah, over to you. Also known as what Chris dared me to yell when I ran across home plate in a softball tournament one time. <laughs> Your last Sorry. name is Mott, and it worked. It we did. won the tournament. Like I don't know what we you're did. bitching about. I'm not bitching. It was great. Anyway, sorry. Continue. All right. Uh, so we've got, just to make sure I remember correctly here, Chris, 
We've got one in everything except 50s, right? Correct. You got two in the 90s. Mm. You want to close out the 90s? Yeah, let's try 90s. Okay, Again. they closed one out. Let's let's close one out in response. They're going to try and close one out. Here is your 90s question. Name the year. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace is released in theaters. Lance Armstrong wins his first Tour de France. And Mattel's Barbie doll separates her 40th birthday. That's 99. That was, I'm pretty sure that was, uh, just from the Star Wars, that, that was, I'm pretty sure that was 1999. Yeah, because I saw, I feel like I saw it the summer after my ninth grade year of high school. So that would have been summer of 99. So. Fuck, I'm old. I know. <laughs> Sorry. I just, I know, I know every year that I, when I graduated and stuff like that. So, uh. So, if yeah, you want to so, feel even older, that I was I was going into seventh grade. Oh, baby! What's your answer? Uh, ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine. That is correct. You guys have closed out the nineties. Mike and Tim, you closed out the two thousands. Every other year, or every other decade is in play. Well, since there was a Star Wars question on that one. I'm popping open my final Mangalorian beer. Go ahead and pick a year, Mike. I don't know. I'm feeling 60s for some reason. Let's roll the dice. We're going to the 60s. Eva Gabor's character adored what kind of view on the TV sitcom Green Acres? I can sing the... I love that theme song, so... I know. Well, I'm seeing the theme song in my head to determine... The theme song is the only thing I know about that show. Um, I mean, it was a a meadow view a farm view i don't know <laughs> i meadow kind of sounds like it works and for yeah. some reason when you said meadow it went oh that sounds right i don't have anything i never i never watched it was not one of the ones that came up on nick at night all right meadow views unfortunately meadow view is not correct brian you were raising your hand yeah i know all the words to that theme song he was talking about how much things he loved on the farm. She was talking about how much she loved things in the city. And she said, I just adore a penthouse view. Ah. Darling, I love you, but give me Park, give me Park, Park Avenue. Park Avenue. Yep. yep. Eva Gabor. Why would she give a shit about a meadow? Yeah. <laughs> that's a, yeah, it's a great point. Of course she would love that's, a penthouse view. Yep. That's fair. Brian yep. and Leah, over to you. All right, we don't have a 50s. I kind of want to try again on that. Yeah, let's try again. Name the year Playboy magazine is first published. Julius and Ethel Rosenberg are executed for espionage, and the chemical structure of DNA is discovered. Okay. Harry Truman, Doris Day, Red China, Johnny Ray, South Pacific, Walter Winchell, Joe DiMaggio. Joe McCarthy, Richard Nixon, Studebaker, Television, North Korea, South Korea, Marilyn Monroe. Sorry. Did that help at all? He he did stuff in order in year by year. But that was me. Now I have a great song in my head. Uh Uh-huh. Rosenberg's H-Bomb, Sugar Ray, Pemunjum. Okay. So before the bomb. So all those things happened in the same year. Okay. Um, Playboy first showed up. The year that's coming to mind, and I can't, I'm not certain. I 
think it was 55. Okay. I, I could literally name any year and it could be that for me. So I have, I have so, nothing to go off of for this. You uh, need an answer. Just go with your gut. Um, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Um, Harry Truman, Doris Day, Red China, Johnny Ray, South Pacific, South Pacific, Walter Winchell, Joe DiMaggio, Joe McCarthy, Richard Nixon, Studebaker Television, North Korea, South Carolina, Marilyn Monroe. <sighs> Shit. Because I thought each each line had to do with a year. And I think the fifth line is the Rosenbergs start off the fifth line. And I want to say the first line of the, of the song started in like 53. So I'm going to change my answer. I'm going to say 58. And I would like to go with 1958 if you don't have any objection. Let's do it. Okay, 58. Unfortunately, no. It was 1953. Oh. It was 53. Oh, so either way, it would have given us the same outcome. So no harm, no foul. Yeah. Mike okay. and Tim, over to you. Do we just need a win at this point? Do we need to come back reset? Yeah, yeah. Let, let's do a 90s and get... I'm, I'm fine play, with that. Play to our strengths for a minute. Okay. Back to the 90s. Which phrase described a trend in men's hairstyles? in which the hair was cut short, bleached, and formed into short spikes with hairspray or gel. I mean, is, are they just looking for mohawk? That's, I mean, cut short, bleached, and, and then, then spiked spike. in the middle. Like, that's a mohawk, right? Or is that... D- d- read the question one more time. Which phrase described a trend in men's hairstyles in which the hair was cut short bleached and formed into short spikes with hairspray or gel i don't think they're talking about that i think they like are talking tips. like yeah i mean I, even when even I, back I when i had hair my middle, hair wasn't it's just right it's just everywhere yeah uh so like frosted tips frosted tips that 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 maybe makes more sense like so i'd, I'd say it's frosted tips okay yeah i mean i'm fine with it i yeah Frosted tips is a correct answer. Damn it. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I was hoping you guys were going to go with Mohawk. I was like, I know this one. And I've got a, uh, a slight tweak to the game, being that it's playing harder than I anticipated. We are instead going to request or require two correct answers to close out a category. And being that you have each closed out a 90s and a 2000s, you have each closed out either the 90s or the 2000s, you can tell me what decade you want that point attributed to. Ooh, I love it. I mean... 50s uh, is probably our call on we, that we one. We don't yeah. have a 50s, so let's go with a 50s. So we're moving both ears to the 50s. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now you need two points to to close out a category. Uh, Mike and Tim have closed out the 90s and the 2000s. Brian and Lee have closed out the 90s. Uh, but Mike and Tim are still lacking in the 60s and 70s. Brian and Lee have won and everything else. Back to Brian and Leah for this next question. All right, should we go ahead and close out the 2000s? Yeah, let's do it. All right. We are confident that we will be closing out the 2000s on this one, Alex. (laughs) Here we go. We're about to find out. Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs was the theme song to what sitcom whose final season concluded in 2004? I prefer jelly. (laughs) I prefer (laughs) the syrup. (laughs) 
<laughs> Shout out is supposed to be coming back to probably Peacock Network sometime soon. Looking forward to it, but it's definitely Frasier. Frasier is the correct answer. Uh, with that, y'all have closed out both the 90s and the 2000s. Tim and Mike, over to you. Well, yeah, we problem- could either close out the 80s or try for an older one. I, I could I could go either way. The problem is I'm I'm keeping score locally in that that glaring gap on the <laughs> on the two that they have a let's, bullet let's, on. Is... Let's go with the 70s. Okay, I'm cool with that. I was almost around then. Name the band founded in Chicago by Maurice White in 1970 that grew out of a previous band known as the Salty Peppers. Mike, that's this what, feels like a you question. That's what you're giving me. Oh gosh! Uh, I, I don't know how this is my fault, but okay. No, I know. No, I'm just like Maurice White. That's the that's the name, and and it was formed in the '70s. And the previous band was the Salty Peppers in Chicago. In Chicago, um, yeah. But other than the band Chicago, which existed prior to that, I'm pretty sure is the Chicago Transit Authority. I don't know any bands from Chicago that I can think of from that era. Um, in, in 1970. Yeah, 70. So it's pretty early. Um, hmm. I it's have... not television. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Sorry, inside joke. Um, um, let's see, 70. So I, I, I'm very bad at gauging when anything happened right okay but for some reason earth wind and fire came to mind and i don't think that's right um that's a reasonable guess honestly i felt like they were a little later but it's not bad okay it's definitely not the only other one that came to mind well you also got to remember you know how long before they had big hit before they broke before they, before they broke yeah correct and that's a good point um, i i like i like earth wind and fire as a guess and um, then the other thought i had for no reason whatsoever was casey and the sunshine band but <laughs> <laughs> of those two i i like earth wind and fire better as a guess they i think of them both as mid 70s but but again yeah they they could have been you know doing doing their thing for a while salty peppers gives me nothing and yeah more the name maurice white kind of rings a vague bell but it's i i'm not placing it anywhere right Need now an answer. i i like earth wind and fire i'm good with locking with that all right earth wind and fire is correct boom great pull when when you said that i was like that's really good i like that a lot i had no idea why that was great I had, wow I had Tim shock face right Cause it's because of the yeah, way that was amazing <laughs> The Windy City, right? Because when you said it was Chicago, I mean, I just—it's really brave. It's really brave to have a prequel to an animated TV show called Captain Planet be a a band from the seventies. Like that's just really weird. (laughs) (laughs) I I literally went. That was before they had heart. I literally went. I've I've got no idea. Maybe it's Earth, Wind, and Fire. See, but here's but here's the benefit. Here's this is why this is where the benefit comes in because I'm diving all cu- in my brain. I'm going ten different ways in the '70s, and you're just being like, "Oh, let me think of a '70s band, Earth, Wind, and Fire." That sounds good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
And I haven't even gotten to that genre yet because I'm sitting here going. In so General many rule of thumb, Mike should well play music questions with me. General rule of thumb. That's actually that is actually proven <laughs> almost disturbingly true on this podcast. No, well, wow. well done, Tim. Brian and Leah, it's over to you. You need uh, uh, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, one of each. All right, should we close out the 80s? Yeah, I want to do 80s real bad. Okay. You have to wait. I'm not, I'm only, I'm not even 40 yet, babe. <laughs> Designed by Hasbro's Play School Division, which popular stuffed toy contained a battery-powered device that would light up the toy's head when squeezed? Do you know this one? I don't. I thought Teddy okay. Ruxpin, but I was like, did he have a head that lit up? I'm I don't know. I'm pretty sure this is going to be a glowworm. Glowworm. Okay. That sounds that sounds good. Glowworm is correct. You've closed out the 80s. Yay. Nice pull. I forgot all about glowworms yeah, until I was you like, said it. Yeah, they probably I, I graduated as high soon as, school in 87. As soon as you said it, I was born in 87. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. uh, as soon as I you said you. it, the image of one popped old. into my head. I, like, I could see it perfectly. But I, w- I don't know that I would have pulled that. I definitely would not have. Mike and Tim, it's over to you. Which makes me reticent to say, let's try and close out the 80s just like they did. Well, I got the hard one, so you're going to get the easy one. If that's actually a good point. You want to go for it? <laughs> Let, let's go for it. All right. They're going to go for it. Name the year. The Star Wars film Return of the Jedi is released. The U.S. invades Granada. And the first call was made on Motorola's Dynatech 8000X cell phone. 1983. Boom. And that's the year I was born. And both teams have closed out the 80s. Best year ever. I saw as soon as you say Star Wars film, Tim's already like smiling and nodding. He's like, I'm there. It is, it is kind said, of fitting that both of you got Star Wars questions for the name of the year question. Yeah, Brian said as, Star as Wars. Soon, as soon as you said Star Wars, my mind went, okay, which one? Yeah, Exactly. It's, it's either 80 it or 83 80 at that point. Yeah. Unless, he, unless he's trying to go for, like, you know, one of the Ewok movies or some shit like that. Caravan of Courage. I was uh, trying to pull it. I was like, Caravan of something. That's what I was trying to pull. Thir- or the this, Battle of this Endor. Last, this last Thursday was the 44th anniversary of the star wars holiday special just yeah it was life day it was life day on thursday that's right brian leah you need one left in the 50s 60s and 70s where are we going oh let's get the hard one out of the way let's do the 50s yeah that's what i'm thinking too in which year did west germany first win the world cup that's the hard one all right uh do you have any knowledge leah I have zero, negative zero knowledge. Um, I was like, when did West Germany stop becoming a country? <laughs> that was like way later, right? So, because that was with the Berlin Wall, right? So that's um, not even near this yeah. time. So that would that, not actually, have helped me at all. Point. Uh, somewhere in the latter half, I'm going to, let's go 56. Yeah, with 56 no sounds good. Can I take a guess? Uh, 56 is unfortunately not correct. Tim, what were you going to say? Uh, well, if it's latter half, then I'm going to say 58. Yeah, I would say 58, too. 54. Okay. Oh, really? I, okay. I was between 54 and 58, yep. and the only reason I went 58 is because Brian thought it was later half, because I, ah. know, I know for World War II, it went on pause and came back in 1950. So I knew it was like 50, 54, or 58, and it oh. wasn't 50. There's some logic there. Not bad, not bad. Uh, Mike and Tim, it's over to you. All right, Tim. 
What do you think? 50s, 60s, or 70s? Where the only one we don't have any in is the 60s, but the only reason we have one in the 50s is because we gave it one in the right. 2000s. Let, let's <laughs> go for the 60s and see if we can get a true tie. Okay, sounds good. What is the nickname of Jem and Scout's neighbor, author Radley, in the Pulitzer Prize winning novel To Kill a Mockingbird? That, that's it's Boo, isn't Boo, it? Boo Radley, yeah. Boo played Radley. by Robert Duvall in his film debut in the movie. Boo Radley is correct, and you have officially tied the game. Damn it. Yeah. Well, all right. You got Dora the Explorer. <laughs> yeah, I guess I really can't, bitch. <laughs> Swiper, no swiping. Swiper, no swiping. All right. Leah, should we just work our way backwards? Sure. Is that when? Is that back when Dora was on Tinder? Is that what this was? <laughs> She's probably oh, old enough for it now. Damn. That's a good point. Uh, 70s, please, Chris. What was the 1974 boxing match between George Foreman and Muhammad Ali in Zaire known as? I know it. I know it. It was the Rumble in the Jungle. It's the Rumble in the Jungle, I do believe. That is a correct answer. Y'all close out the 70s. Woohoo! Life is unfair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Mike, it's over to you. Well done, guys. Well done. Take your pick, Mike. Uh, what well, are you let's feeling? see. They got well. They just got the. I, I'm reticent to go to the 70s because of that question. Um, ah, screw it. Let's go 50s. See if we can close it out. To close out the 50s, which song was a hit for Jackie Wilson in 1957 and again in 1986? Okay, so that makes me think it's a movie. So. Song. When I think of Jack, when I think of Jackie Wilson songs, I think of "Your Love Is Lifting Me Higher." Your love is lifting me higher. Was that was in a that movie in '86? That's the first Jackie Wilson song that pops into my head. Okay, I mean that's more Jackie Wilson songs than I can name. But um, the main reason I can remember name that as a Jackie Wilson song is because of Ghostbusters too. But that came out in '88. Okay, but it um, also might have been that they were referencing something that happened in '86. Okay, uh, <laughs> what what movies came out in '86? So we already talked about Ferris Bueller was that year. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, I feel like this is a a, a Bohemian Rhapsody situation. I, I completely agree. It's not, it's not, it had some sort of pop culture touchstone. Uh, when was Dirty Dancing? Dirty Dancing would have been around '86. Okay, um, well that but that would have just been. Um, but it could have been that there were a number of hits off Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Um, and Were I, any of them Jackie Wilson? <laughs> That's a fair point. Because I had the time of my life. Yeah. <laughs> no. no. Um, <laughs> Although well sung. That's one of that's one of my and Nikki's go to duets in karaoke. So, I mean, if you can name a Jackie Wilson song, let's go with it. I just, I mean, I don't know what the name of the song is, but it's it's the one that goes, "Your love is lifting me higher." That's all I got. Okay, let's just go with that. Okay, that's what we'll lock in with. Mike, your trend continues, my friend. The name of the song is Reet Petite. Okay, that is definitely not anything I would have ever pulled in a million years. It's all right. (laughs) Brian and Leo are over to you. Um, It it doesn't matter. Okay. (laughs) So what we have left is the 50s and 60s? I think so. Yep. Uh, let's go ahead and close out the 60s then. 
We'll see. Oh, we're back to naming the year. Name the year. <sighs> These are the worst. Mattel's Hot Wheels toy cars are launched. The news magazine TV program 60 Minutes debuts on CBS. And the film Oliver opens in theaters. Oliver, Oliver. I saw that movie. It was in color. Wow. It was just like a, a very um, faded color. Not very vibrant. Okay. I don't remember anything in any recent memory about 60 Minutes hitting any milestone like 45 years or, or 50, 50 years or anything like that. Um, the number that popped into my head with very little reason was 1964. Okay. Cause I, I don't know why well, I'm just thinking some of the movies that came out in like the early sixties, like 61, 62, 63. I like that one, like Oscars and stuff. I don't mm-hmm. remember if Oliver was like up against them for anything um so yeah i mean it, it's really going to be a guess no matter what because it's a year question so uh, yeah it really is unfortunately so yeah let's let's go with your gut okay we'll try 64 unfortunately not 1968 is what we were looking wow. for wow i would have definitely thought like mid 60s well mike and tim it's over to you um I don't know. Uh, well, then I'm glad I took that question away from you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's still a win uh, for us. It's okay. I mean, at some point, we're going to need a 50s question no matter what. That's uh, that's true. You want to just keep hammering it and hope yeah, that we get lucky? Let's just do it. I'm fine with that. We're going back to the 50s. What was Elvis Presley's first million-selling single? Damn. Um... I mean, when I think of him performing, like with the, you know, I think of Hound Dog. That's like the first, I think of him performing that and doing like the pelvis shake and everything yeah, like Hound that. Hound Dog was my first. I, my, my second was Jailhouse Rock, but I think that was later. Jailhouse Rock was later. That was after, he, it was like his third movie. It was definitely and it later. Was, and his gospel stuff was later, right? And it, I think his gospel stuff was a little. Uh, yeah, I I, I, mean, I don't we, know. We both kind of leaned into Hound Dog. We both if we both thought Hound Dog right away. I would say not overthink it and just go with it. And yeah. if we if we're wrong, nothing matters. We'll go with Hound we Dog. Go to jail. Yep. Peacefully, quietly, we'll enjoy it. Hound Dog, unfortunately, is not correct. We're looking for Heartbreak Hotel. Ah, okay, mm. okay. And that's one. I'd been around that time. Yep. Yep. Brian and Leah, they, they were all you need the '60s yep. or the '50s. Where are we going? Okay. We've had two tough 50s in a row. Let's try a 50s and see if we can steal the easy one. Yeah. (laughs) I love you too, Tim. We're back to the 50s? Yeah. I'm number one. I'm number one. Maybe number two. (laughs) Ooh, double backflip. I'm impressed. Who defeated the New York Giants in overtime in the 1958 NFL championship game? My guess for this would just be to guess which teams were probably good back then, like the Steelers, maybe the Packers. Who are the other ones that have won the most? I know those two. Well, I don't know if those two are out there. I know Packers won the first one for the Super Bowl. Uh, First first Super Bowl was in 64. 
And this, this is be before, before then? Because this is 50s. You said 50, 58? 58 was the year. Okay, so what teams were around back then? A lot of them. Oh, okay. Um, okay, I want... Mm, I sorry, Chris. Could you read that one for me one more time? Mm-hmm. One second. <laughs> Get that popcorn out of your mouth. The problem with this popcorn is every time I have popcorn out of my mouth, it just magically finds its way back in. This popcorn's amazing. Uh huh. Who defeated the New York Giants in overtime in the 1958 NFL Championship game? The only team I can say for I, I'm pretty sure it was not the Bears. That's my team. Oh, okay. I kind of want to go with something off the wall and say a team that doesn't normally win, like like has a history of not winning, like the Lions or the Cleveland Browns. Okay. My only question is, do we need to name the city or the team? Because didn't some teams like move or change names and stuff? Should we be concerned about that at all? Or do we think it's like a team that's currently... Cleveland Browns were always Cleveland Browns. Okay. And the Detroit Lions were always Detroit Lions. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with any of those. Um, Of those, I kind of like Cleveland a little better, actually. Let's... Should we go with Cleveland Browns? Sure. Yeah, let's go Cleveland. All right. We'll do that. Cleveland Rocks. The nicest thing anyone's ever said about Cleveland is that they like it a little bit better than Detroit. <laughs> Unfortunately, not a correct answer. This is actually the Baltimore Colts. Oh, so okay. that is tricky. It was a little tricky. Tim thought it was the Cleveland Browns, too, which, I mean, it would have made sense. They were actually a pretty solid team back if then. If we had gone with Baltimore or Colts individually, would if you had given it, it? Colts, I would have given to you. Baltimore, I wouldn't. Oh, okay. Well, it doesn't matter. But... the previous year was the Detroit Lions over the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, Mike and nice. Tim, we're over to you. You need the 50s, 60s, and 70s. One of each. You are currently trailing by one. Let's, let, let's do the Should 70s. I, yeah, that was. I was feeling like let's, let's transition to the 70s, yeah. Yeah. Making a true tie again. In 1978, Woody Allen won an Oscar for Best Director for which movie? Oh, okay. When um, I think Woody Allen, I think Annie. It's Annie. It's Annie. Annie, Annie, Annie Hall. Hall. It's Annie yeah. Hall. Annie Hall, because it famously beat Star Wars among others for the best picture, best uh, Academy Award Oscar. Criminal, but Annie Hall. Uh, I'm not arguing, but Annie, Annie Hall was the best picture winner, so it would be it would have been his best director too. Annie Hall is correct, and you've posed at the '70s and once again tied the game. Oh boy! It's coming down to the '50s and '60s, and we're back to Brian and Leah. I, Annie Hall is the only Woody Allen movie I've watched, and I couldn't stand that. Movie. I hated it too. It was real bad for me. Yeah. The only thing that made me laugh was when he sneezed into the cocaine. In fairness, that's hilarious. It it was funny, but apparently it was not planned. It just actually ha- it just happened, and they ran with it. Right. <laughs> Nothing he wrote was funny enough to make me actually <laughs> laugh out loud. You didn't like when he pulled pulled Marshall McLuhan from behind the thing? Oh, my gosh. All right. That's no. Cool. Anyway. I can't stand Woody Allen, man. Fair All right. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Leah, let's, let's keep hammering on this 50s till we get it. All right. Let's do 50s. Going back to the 50s. Big here 5-0. You go. Which ballet by Tchaikovsky was shown on primetime television in color for the first time on Christmas Day, 1958? Well... 
Okay. When you think ballets that come out at Christmas time, I can only think of one. Uh, let's go with um, the Nutcracker. Yeah. Is it? Does it have a longer name or is it just the Nutcracker? Well, I mean, the Nutcracker is the overall and there's other stuff. You know, there's the Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies and there's other like like movements in that. But I think that is the overall title of the ballet is the Nutcracker. Okay. I 100% the nut, agree. Well, the, the, nut, the Nutcracker Suite. Okay. Yep. Let's I do it. I believe is it. You've closed out the 50s. Nutcracker is correct. Nicely done. Tim, <sighs> you know that one? Uh, yeah. So Chris, uh, Mike messaged me. He said, uh, bio break. They better not get an easy one. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I said, they did Tchaikovsky Christmas ballet. And he goes, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> can say it's pew, pew 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 name any other ballets i step away for two minutes oh 50s i've got time these are always hard well uh t- mike and tim where, where are we going 50s or 60s tim goes like get back here um what do you want what do you want mike i don't i i don't know i let's let's go 60s it's been a while since we've gone 60s sure and at least we've gotten one of those right. Right. Here is your 60s question, and it's a name the year challenge. Name the year. The Beatles give their last public performance. Richard Nixon is sworn in as president. The Woodstock Music Festival is held in upstate New York. The first two took place in January of 1969, and the last one took place in August of 1969. Pretty (laughs) sure we could add the lunar landing. um, Uh, Yep. And the launch of Sesame Street. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. So uh, we're going to go with a very nice 1969. 69, dudes! September was a particularly good one. So to set the stage here, Brian and Leah, you guys need a 60s question. Mike and Tim have yet to get a 50s question correct. Yep. So so I'm not even going to ask you. We're just going to go right into the 60s. Brian and Leah. So we only need a 50s and they only, no, we only need a 60s and they only need a 50s? Correct. Yeah, so give them a 90s. Right. Yeah, we would like a 90s, please. I have a joke there. I'm not going to make it. All right. Here is your 60s question. What did Mary Courant, Q-U-A-N-T, design in London in the mid-60s that quickly became a fashion craze around the world? You said that was Q-U-A-N-T? Quant. Q-U-A-N-T. Something with fashion. Um... A 60s fashion question pantyhose right. a floppy uh, hat pantyhose were definitely around before the 60s mm. well i say that but there was well no i'm just starting to think else like stilettos like would it be a kind of shoe would it be 60s fashion so you've got like the mod no um 
Oh, well, yeah, the Mod Squad, like, dress thing, the go-go boots. The bra? Were women wearing bras before then? I have no idea. Uh, no, bra, uh, no, bra, brassiere was definitely before that. Okay. I, well, I say that. I'm, I'm just picturing, so there, you know, people had like the but flipped out hair, that... but that's not fashion. But I, no, the the brazier was around before that, and bathing suits were before that. Um, the bikini was the bikini I, I, before I, the, then. The World War II pinup girls had brasiers. Okay, yeah. Wait, so I don't know. Oh uh, no, we need this is sixties. Um. You want to just go with, uh, the best I've got is go-go boots for a guess. Okay. I can't come up with something else that was 60s. Yeah, that's fine with me. is 60s fashion. So, I I guess we'll go go go-go boots. Unfortunately, go-go boots is not a correct answer. Uh, (laughs) Heterosexual (laughs) men everywhere thankful for this. Yep. She was the person that invented the miniskirt. Oh, the mini skirts. We 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 both guessed go go. Well, Tim guessed go go boots, and I said I've got nothing. <laughs> and then Tim looked it up. Now, yeah. <laughs> Mike and Tim, this is for the win. If you get this right, you're going to be our winners tonight. If you get it wrong, Brian and Leah have a chance to come out on top. Here is your question: Which Christmas song was a hit for Harry Belafonte in 1956? And Bonnie or Boney M in 1978. Okay, so right off the bat, Mike, the first thing that goes comes to mind is uh, the Christmas song. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Yeah, I mean the, the it could have been Harry Belafonte could have done a version of that. The fame, the quote unquote famous version, as far as I know, is Nat King Cole. Hmm. Uh, it's the version I think of, but it, certainly Harry Fon- Harry Belafonte could have had a version of that. Um, did you have a guess? No, I, I didn't. Honestly, um, that actually, it's weird that you say that. And maybe I shouldn't be even be trying to talk us out of it. Cause even though I was like, Oh, that's a Nat King Cole song. The first thing that popped into my head as well was the Christmas song. So maybe we shouldn't overthink it and just go with it. Um, what was the other name of the, the other band though? Or the other artist? Uh, Boney M B O N E Y is the first name. M just the letter is the last name or last initial. Okay, and that was seventy eight. Nineteen seventy eight. Okay. Boney M sounds like a rapper's name. It, it does, and that's that's the only reason. Like, I was a little hesitant on the Christmas song. Um, like when okay, I think so... of when I think of Belafonte, I think a little more. Um, tropical for lack of a better word like that's not the right word i'm not it's not the word i'm i'm trying to think of but i got that led me to meli kalikimaki even though i know it's not i know that's not right um Daylight command that's I, that's I, that's why that's why see I, I, brian's brian's yeah yeah understand um see here's the problem we're we're a week away from the Macy's Day Parade. Thank, Santa has not waved. It is not the Christmas season okay. yet, so my brain okay. isn't there. So here's here's the thing. Hmm. So you you do you know who sings the Melakalikimaka? 
Uh, I'm pretty sure it was, um, wasn't it Bing Crosby originally? Okay, because here's here's what I'm th- thinking. I can hear that, and, and this might just be, well, no, never mind. Bonnie M doesn't sound. For a second, I thought Chris was mispronouncing Bonnie. Um, oh, ha. No, so, I don't so, think so. So, so Maybe, my thought but... went, I could hear that song being sung both by guys and girls. Right. But we both kind of keyed in on Christmas song. I, I, I think we're just locking with Christmas song. Um, the only, yeah, my, my only hesitation is I feel like the question implies it was first a hit with uh, Harry Belafonte, which is not, would not be the case with a Christmas song, but it doesn't necessarily have to be the case. Yeah. I mean, they got a, they got their question first. So, you know, even if we're wrong here, we should get another that, shot. No, that's that's true. Um, that's true. All right. Let's okay, do it. so yep. we'll go with uh, the Christmas song, a.k.a. Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. And that is an incorrect answer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the song we're looking for uh, is not that big anymore, but it did have a, a couple of runs. It's called uh, Mary's Boy Child. What? Yep. Was never happening in a million years. Nope. All right, Leah, Brian, over to you for the 60s. Let's see how we do. In what U.S. state did the first Walmart open in 1962? Was that Arkansas? I, that would be in my immediate guess would be Because that's where their headquarters is. Yep. Let's go with it. Okay, we're going to say Arkansas. Arkansas is a correct answer. Arkansas, yep. Arkansas. God, I love that Arkansas. Yep. Well done. Love my ma, love my pa, love that Arkansas. Or whatever words. Come All right, in. Tim, it's sitting near the bush. So this is the fun thing is that y'all haven't gotten a 50s question right all night. I know. And to keep the game going, you've got to get one. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, Chris, for. for... It's, it's time for an earth, wind yeah. and fire moment. <laughs> or something. Tim, bend over, shove your hand all the way in there and see if you can pull this out. Here is your question. <laughs> we didn't really need the visual. visual. <laughs> the visual? We didn't need the visual either. That, that, was a, that was a beautifully turned phrase, my friend. I got you. I got you. The song Bippity Boppity Boo is from what 1950 Walt Disney film? Oh, my God. <laughs> This is just unfair right now. <laughs> this is your Dwayne Explorer. So what happens now that we're about to go to sudden death? Uh, well, 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 let's first. Let's, let's first. answer that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, that, that'd that's be Cinderella. Cinderella. Yeah. You sure you don't mean sleep, uh, Sleeping Beauty? Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure. <laughs> is it Cinderella 2 Cruise Control? Uh, <laughs> no, Cinderella's it's electric, correct answer. electric bibbity bobbity boo. That's right. <laughs> by the way weird weird fact both breakin and breakin 2 came out in the same year i learned that recently doing research for boozy bracketology Alrighty then yeah so there you go anyway here's how this is going to work we're going to do a closest to the closest to the pin challenge based on a year so i'm going to give you three events oh it's gonna be. It'll happen sometime between 1950 and 2009. Ah. 
So that's not that's limited. Okay. All you have to do is be the closest to the pin answering this question. Name the year the Explorer One satellite is launched into orbit. The first skateboard is invented by surfers Bill and Mark Richards in California. And Elvis Presley is inducted into the U.S. Army. Read the, the question one more time. I'm sorry, I can't do that. Because <laughs> you're incapable or because you refuse? A little bit of both. All right, here we go. Name the year the Explorer 1 satellite is launched into orbit. The first skateboard is invented by surfers Bill and Mark Richards in California. And Elvis Presley is inducted into the U.S. Army. All right, we'll just go ahead and lock in. Brian, Leah, over to you. Well, I okay. just I sent him a message and I said, um, so Elvis was in the Army before he was a singer, question mark? Actually, he was not. He was a singer, and then he got drafted into the Army. Okay. I should have watched that Boslerman film, and I would have known that um uh, well i don't remember if he was drafted or if he volunteered well yeah and he but also I said the word like inducted a... in the question and i thought that was weird but it's probably all yes. the same thing but that having having i i was thinking early 60s okay but the inducted in makes me think it's now gotta be probably like earlier i'm trying to remember remember if we drafted people into korea oh oh and so I that's a good that's know. a good way in um because if we were we were doing a draft in the in korea that would be about 1951 oh that seems early but that's that's way early for elvis yeah because if but he's already if making was, music first yeah if it was a Vietnam draft, then we're looking at late mid to late sixties, right? And it was it had to be had to be before that. Would, so were I people kinda, drafted in between then, or are we just really trying to decide between like early fifties and late sixties? Elvis wasn't on the scene in the early fifties. Okay, but this was pretty early on in his career. We think that he was in the army or was it late it wasn't Early-ish. later because he was skinny in the movie so when he's in the army uniform so that would make yes. him younger very definitely so okay that this is making me think that he volunteered for the army because neither one of those numbers works for me okay. as far as where in his career he would have joined the army so what i was thinking with before we started talking was early 60s. Okay. So like 61 to 64 range. Okay. And because we're talking Elvis was drafted. Uh, Explorer 1, that doesn't mean anything to me, but no. the, the space race, I I think Sputnik hit hit space in like 63? Yeah, I feel like we were putting people in space in the early 60s. Right? Yeah. 
because they didn't get to the moon till 69. But I think everything of people in space was all in the 60s um, decade yeah. when it started. But I don't know about the satellite. Because I assume we put satellites up before people, but or yes. at the same time. Yeah, we, we definitely did unmanned flights first. Um, and so like the 61? Third, so wait. Elvis was inducted into the Army, Explorer 1, and the third one was... Skateboard? Um, skateboard. Which okay. put me in the 80s, so that ha- was of no help to me. <laughs> so no, I had no idea it had been around since... So surfing... Uh, surfing has definitely been around since the late 50s, early 60s. Okay. And it was surfers who who invented the board. The, the year that I want to kind of lean towards is 61. Okay. That makes and, sense with everything we've been talking out. I'm, I'm yeah. really good with 61. So... I may be off by a year or two, but that's about as close as I, I just matching everything up. 61 seems to fit the best for me. Okay, let's do it. All right, we're going to lock in with 1961. All right, 1961 for them. Tim and Mike, what did you say? So I immediately this is about as close as you can get. I I I immediately went with uh, 1951 originally uh, is what I messaged to Mike because also I could have sworn he was in Korea, but that might just be like the prevalence of like Korean Elvis uh, conflating all that. Um, Mike came back with uh, what did you say originally? I said I said early 60s, almost the exact same time as he said 51. Because I knew, yeah. I knew it was after Elvis was famous. I knew he was drafted. I don't really think the draft ever went away after no. World War II. Not until after I, Vietnam. It, it was. It was really just until once once it ramped up in Vietnam that the protests really started kind of yeah. to to hammer it back down. Uh, um, so so we went back and forth trying to figure it out, and it wasn't until you know when we asked you to reread the question that we kind of keyed in yep. on the Explorer One. Right. Uh, part. And then and... Tim asked me about Sputnik, and I said, I think it was around 1958. And so we ended up, you know, Mike was leaning between 60 and 61, and we went earlier with 1960. Wow. So, like I said, about as close as you can get. <laughs> yes, that's pretty. You guys are, are right in the same area. Um, the good news is that you're right in the right area. Uh, so the a fun fact that I was I was reading that Washington Post article that I came across was um, when Elvis was drafted, uh, they had offered him uh, sp- basically a special services uh, deal. Right. He drafted, he'd go in, he'd be able to go in and entertain the troops. His manager, who we are learning more and more about through pop culture and Indeed. film, Indeed. talked him out of that and talked him into going in as a regular a regular soldier. Yep. Um, I guess that was, you know, right after all the, not the bad publicity, but he came to, he came to power being very controversial or came to fame being very controversial. With all yeah. that being said, we do have a winner because the correct year, 1958. Oh, that was earlier than, okay. It Damn was it. earlier. So, so the, the other thing that I, that I threw out to Tim was the musical Bye Bye Birdie was written about Elvis joining the army. It was it was uh, different. Uh, Birdie was the name of the singer instead of Elvis. But um, my sister, 
My sister was in that musical twice in high school, so I know it very well. I'm assuming that was after 1958, though. And I and I knew it was early 60s. That was the other thing that got that kind of put me in that time frame. Well, and now you guys got right. a 50s question right. So, right, right, right. We have a 50s question right guys. by going with the 60s. Yes. exactly, exactly, guys. What a great, what a game. Yeah, good game, I, I guys. Love, Hell of a game, I, though. I love that Chris had such faith in us early on that he's like, oh, we'll, we'll knock out three of each of these. No problem. He gets about 10 questions that he goes, eh, we're going to knock it down to two. I didn't That's want fair. to be here for three hours. That's fair. That's fair. Totally but fair. Great, ga- great to game. Great game. That was fun. To be but fair. With that being said, uh, Tim and Mike, congratulations, my friends. Good win. Good win. Brian and Leah, hell of a showing. We uh, tried. Came down to the very I, final question. Came down to a oh, yeah. oh, yeah. challenge. That's always oh, yeah. a good thing. Yep. That's, that's never a bad thing to, okay, we have a tie. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> we'll e- take even, that. even matches for sure. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of another episode of the Pub a Trivia Experience. We hope you enjoyed the show. You had some laughs. You learned some stuff. Uh, you'll probably never forget who Boo Radley is again. <laughs> probably a good thing okay that was an easier on the easier end of questions most people i think would know that one yes yes but if yes, i had gone was. with um like what's his name joe conrad william conrad william conrad I'll never conrad. forget him either yeah I, I, already, I already forgot his oh, name. Already Can- forgot of canon fame yes. he was a two-time emmy nominee for canon thank you sir but we hope you enjoyed the show. Hopefully you learned something. Hopefully you either found some new drinks to try or maybe some new popcorn for those in the Florida area. Yes. Mock it all you want. It's great. But you know what? Uh, find us online. Check the show notes where you can find all of our socials. But if you have the capa- financial capacity to do so, and help us out. Patreon.com slash PTEBB is the best home to do that. We've got some new stuff in the works for 2023 that's going to be happening. We're very excited for we have new bonus episodes dropping each and every week through our Patreon feed. But you know what? You've heard enough from me. For the Pub Trivia Experience, I have been Chris. I've been Leah. I've been Tim. I'm Brian. I know. I'm Mike. We'll work on that next time. Have a good <laughs> one, everybody. <laughs>